Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Every revival, if, if one is a student of history, history has always been one of my favorites. For a man to deny this is to put a question mark after his intelligence or a question mark after his education. I've studied history as much or more than I have the Bible. History has always been my all made, made, always made A plus in history, never anything less. Ever revival since Pentecost that has honored the humble Galilean has been a revival of miracles right down to our present day. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, The Name of Jesus, Volume 2 by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. God created man in his own image and in his own likeness. And through Jesus Christ allows him to become a partaker of his own nature. This lifts man into the realm of God. And in that realm, the Father God can reveal himself to his child. The answer to the universal craving of man for the supernatural is found in the new birth. And the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit and the name of Jesus. I like that, don't you? I'm still quoting from Mr. Kenyon. Prayer becomes a miracle working force in the world. Christianity is a miracle. God is a miracle worker. Jesus Christ was a miracle and is a miracle. The Bible is a miracle book. If we take the supernatural out of Christianity, we have religion. Miracles are not out of harmony with the desire of humanity. A miracle worker, either real or false, will draw a greater congregation than the greatest philosopher or statesman in the world. I'm still quoting now from Mr. Kenyon. This love of the miraculous is not only a mark, is not a mark of ignorance, but rather an outreaching after the unseen God. Education does not eliminate the desire for the miraculous in man. That desire is intensified as education unveils man's impotence in the presence of the laws of nature and shows him his utter dependence upon the unseen. It is not a mark of great scholarship, piety, or mental acumen to deny the miraculous. The universal man believes in the miraculous. The Bible is a record of miracles and divine intervention. It is history of the outbreathing of the supernatural realm into the natural. Beginning with Abraham, all of the major characters of the Old Testament history were miracle workers or better. God wrought miracles through them. The thing that lifted Joseph from the prison to the office of premier of Egypt was a miracle. Israel's deliverance from Egypt's bondage was a series of miracles that shook Egypt to its very foundation. The crossing of the Red Sea and the 40 years in the wilderness were a series of miracles unparalleled in human history. 
the object of these miracles was to separate Israel from the dead gods of Egypt and bind them to the worship of the living God of Abraham. Judaism was Judaism as long as the miracle work in God was manifest. When miracles ended or ceased, Israel lapsed into heathenism and came back into fellowship with their God after a series of staggering miracles. It would be interesting to study the miracles of the conquest of Canaan, the period of the kings, of the four great miracles recorded in Daniel that sent Israel back from captivity into their own land and freed them from idolatry. Then when you come down to the New Testament, Jesus began his public ministry. When he began it, it was a ministry of miracles. Every revival, if, if one is a student of history, history has always been one of my favorites. For a man to deny this is to put a question mark after his intelligence or a question mark after his education. I've studied history as much or more than I have the Bible. History has always been always made, always made A plus in history. Never anything less. Ever revival since Pentecost that has honored the humble Galilean has been a revival of miracles. Right down to our present day. The church has never been rescued from her backslidings by great philosophical teachers but humble layman who had a new vision of the Christ. Praise God, I like that, don't you? Well, man demands miracles. All natural men crave the miraculous. They long to see the manifestation of the power of God, to feel the thrill of the touch of the unseen. Man was created by a miracle working God. That miracle element is in him because God said, let us make man in our own image. He's a miracle working God. And he made man's body out of the dust of the ground and he took something of himself which is spirit and put in man. And that's the reason in man's spirit, in man's heart, is that desire for miracles, saved or unsaved, the desire is still that. It's in every man's heart. Many yearn to perform miracles. And live in the atmosphere of the supernatural. The miracle element in man has made him an inventor, a discoverer, and an investigator. It's caused him to experiment until he's conquered chemicals, electricity, and the air. It's this element that's given to us the airplane, the submarine, the radio, and wireless, and all the other devices. Inventions and discoveries that make up our modern civilization. The miracle realm in ma is man's natural realm. He is by creation the companion of the miracle working God. Remember the Bible said that we're workers together with him. Well, if we work together with God, we'll have to be workers of miracles because he's a miracle working God. Can you say amen? amen. Mr. Kenyon went on to say sin dethroned man from the miracle realm, but through grace he is coming into his own. It's been a hard struggle for us to grasp the principles of this strange life of faith. Sin has made us workers, but grace would make us trusters. In the beginning, man's spirit was the dominant force in the world. When he sinned, his mind 
became dominant. Sin dethroned the spirit and crowned the intellect. But grace is restoring the spirit. I'm talking about the spirit of man now. To its place of dominion. And when man comes to recognize the dominion of the spirit, he will live in the realm of the supernatural without effort. Amen. No longer will faith be a struggle and a fight but an unconscious living in the realm of God. Now let me conclude with this paragraph from Mr. Kenyon. The spiritual realm is man's normal home. It places him where communion with God is a normal experience. Where faith is in the miraculous miracle work in God is unconscious where he will exercise the highest type of faith and yet be as unconscious of having exercised faith as he is when he writes a check. Now, I like that. But you see, here's where the problem is. We have just simply lived beneath our privileges so long until we think that's normal Christianity. That's abnormal. That's abnormal Christianity. Absolutely abnormal Christianity. We are now the whole church, the whole Pentecostal, full God, the whole charismatic move practically is in a babyhood stage. We're trying to have faith. We're trying to believe. We meet together in our services, each one urging the other to do what he's not doing himself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It would seem to me that in many cases in our charismatic Pentecostal full gospel churches we're practicing a game of bluff. Are we using scriptural expressions and high sounding phrases that have no meaning to our inner consciousness? Thank God there are some of us that's coming to see this new light which will only come by intensive study and actually thinking through on the problem. Hallelujah. And I am convinced, more convinced today than I was yesterday, that in these last days, there is going to arise a company of, of believers that's going to come to see and to know their authority their rights and privileges in Christ and know that the name of Jesus belongs to them and pick up that name and start using it just as unconsciously as they take their car keys and unlock the car door and put it in the ignition, turn it on. Blessed be God. There is coming the knowledge of what was revealed all the time in the word of God, but we fail to see it. Because we tried to comprehend it with our human reasoning, our brain. The Bible plainly stated, the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth, said the natural man, or you could read it, the natural mind, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him. Remember that the Word of God is of the Spirit of God. For holy men of old wrote as they were moved by the Spirit of God. Remember Isaiah said, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are his ways above our ways and his thoughts above our thoughts. 
And God's word contains his thoughts. And those thoughts are as high above man's thoughts as the heaven is above the earth. Blessed be God. You've got to get the revelation of it in your heart. And so Paul said, The natural mind or the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him. He said they're spiritually discerned. You see, your spirit is your heart. You've got to see it on the inside of you. But when you see it on the inside of you, you'll never see it unless it's preached. God put teachers in the church to teach. But it'll come little by little. Blessed be God. And when it, it, it comes in its fullness and we grow out of the babyhood state of Christianity and realize our rights and privileges and the authority and the power in that name and rise up to use that name, it will be said of us as it was in the acts of the apostles of those early disciples that they that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Hallelujah to Jesus. Blessed be God. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. This month's special offer is the three-CD series by Ken Hagen, Don't Let Your Stress Become Distress. For $21, get this dynamic resource to start your new year off right. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And of course, our Oklahoma City Church at 8921 Northwest Expressway in Oklahoma City, Come on Sunday night at 6 p.m. and experience right. Sunday morning on Sunday, on night. Sunday night. Hey, you got the whole weekend and come, you know, a lot of people go on Sunday morning or they go on a Saturday night. Hey, just come on Sunday night. That's After right. you've had a good weekend, come. We're having a good time together there in Oklahoma City. Just come on out and be with us. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of this series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.